Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to Sleep Tight Stories on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you have a moment, please consider leaving a review. Your review might help introduce others to our podcast. Thank you. I'd like to say hello to some friends. Hello to Owen and Ashlyn, and hello to Juan, Aurora, and Clemente Vergara from Chile. We're on a road trip through Washington, Montana, and California. Thank you for your support. It means a lot to us. Today's story is about a little girl named Lucy who keeps losing her handkerchiefs. She lives on a farm and one day goes around asking the animals if anyone has seen her handkerchiefs. No one can help her. Lucy finally sees Mr. Robin sitting on a step and goes to see what he sees. There is a tall hill that looks like it goes up into the clouds with no top. She sees something white on the hill about halfway up and goes running off to see if it is her handkerchiefs. Let's see if they are. The Tale of Mrs. Tiggywinkle Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Lucy who lived at a farm called Littletown. She was a good little girl, only she was always losing her handkerchiefs. One day, little Lucy came into the farmyard crying. Oh, did she cry. I've lost my handkerchief. Three handkerchiefs and an apron. Have you seen them, Tabby Kitten? The kitten went on washing her white paws. So Lucy asked a speckled hen. Sally Henny Penny, have you seen three handkerchiefs? But the speckled hen ran into a barn clucking. I go barefoot, barefoot, barefoot. And then Lucy asked Mr. Robin, sitting on a twig. Mr. Robin looked sideways at Lucy with his bright black eye, and he flew over a step and away. Lucy climbed upon the steps and looked up at the hill behind Littletown, a hill that goes up, up, up into the clouds as though it had no top. And a great way up the hillside, she thought she saw some white things spread upon the grass. Lucy scrambled up the hill as fast as her little legs would carry her. She ran along a steep pathway, up, up, up until Little Town was right away down below, 
she could have dropped a pebble down the chimney. Presently, she came to a spring bubbling out from the hillside. Someone had stood a tin can upon a stone to catch the water, but the water was already running over, for the can was no bigger than an egg cup, and where the sand upon the path was wet, there were footmarks of a very small person. Lucy ran on and on. The path ended under a big rock. The grass was short and green, and there were clotheslines cut from bracken stems and a heap of tiny clothespins, but no handkerchiefs. But there was something else, a door straight into the hill, and inside it, someone was singing. Lily white and clean, oh, with little frills between, oh, smooth and hot, red rusty spot, never here be seen, oh. Lucy knocked once, twice, and interrupted the song. A little frightened voice called out, Who's that? Lucy opened the door, and what do you think there was inside the hill? A nice, clean kitchen with a flagged floor and wooden beams, just like any other farm kitchen. Only the ceiling was so low that Lucy's head nearly touched it, and the pots and pans were small, and so was everything there. There was a nice, hot, singy smell, and at the table, with an iron in her hand, stood a very stout, short person, staring anxiously at Lucy. Her print gown was tucked up, and she was wearing a large apron over her striped petticoat. Her little black nose went sniffle, sniffle, snuffle, and her eyes went twinkle, twinkle. And underneath her cap, where Lucy had yellow curls, this little person had prickles. Who are you? asked Lucy. Have you seen my handkerchiefs? The little person made a curtsy. Oh, yes, if you please, ma'am. My name is Mrs. Tiggywinkle. Oh, yes, if you please, ma'am. I am an excellent starcher. And she took something out of a clothes basket and spread it on the ironing board. What's that thing? said Lucy. That's not my handkerchief. Oh, no, that's a little scarlet waistcoat belonging to Mr. Robin. And she ironed it and folded it and put it on one side. Then she took something else off a clothes horse. That isn't my apron, said Lucy. Oh, no, if you please, ma'am, that's a tablecloth belonging to Jenny Wren. 
Look how it's stained with currant juice. It's very bad to wash, said Mrs. Tiggywinkle. Mrs. Tiggywinkle's nose went sniffle, sniffle, snuffle, and her eyes went twinkle, twinkle, and she fetched another hot iron from the fire. There's one of my handkerchiefs, cried Lucy, and there's my apron. Mrs. Tiggywinkle ironed it and shook out the frills. Oh, that is lovely, said Lucy. And what are those long yellow things with fingers like gloves? Oh, that's a pair of stockings belonging to Sally Henny Penny. Look how she's worn the heels out with scratching in the yard. She'll very soon have to go barefoot, said Mrs. Tiggywinkle. Why, there's another handkerchief. But it isn't mine. It's red. Oh, no, if you please, ma'am. That one belongs to old Mrs. Rabbit. And it did so smell of onions. I had to wash it separately. I just can't get out the smell. There's another one of mine, said Lucy. What are those funny little white things? That's a pair of mittens belonging to Tabby Kitten. I only have to iron them. She washes them herself. There's my last handkerchief, said Lucy. And what are you dipping into the basin of starch? They're little shirt fronts belonging to Tommy Titmouse. He's most terribly particular, said Mrs. Tiggywinkle. Now, I'm finished my ironing. I'm going to air some clothes. What are these dear, soft, fluffy things? said Lucy. Oh, those are woolly coats belonging to the little lambs. Their jackets come off? asked Lucy. Oh, yes. Look at the sheep mark on the shoulder. Here's one marked for Gatesgarth and three that come from Littletown. They're always marked at washing, said Mrs. Tiggywinkle. And she hung up all sorts and sizes of clothes. Small brown coats of mice and one velvety black moleskin waistcoat. And a red tail coat with no tail belonging to Squirrel Nutkin. And a very much shrunk blue jacket belonging to Peter Rabbit and a petticoat, not marked, that had gone lost in the washing. And at last, the basket was empty. Then Mrs. Tiggywinkle made tea, a cup for herself and a cup for Lucy. They sat before the fire on a bench and looked sideways at one another. Mrs. Tiggywinkle's hand holding the teacup was very, very brown and very, very wrinkly with the soap suds. And all through her gown and her cap, there were hairpins sticking wrong and out so that Lucy didn't like to sit too near her. When they had finished tea, 
They tied up the clothes in bundles, and Lucy's handkerchiefs were folded up inside her clean apron and fastened with a silver safety pin. And then they made up the fire with turf and came out and locked the door and hid the key under the door sill. Then away down the hill trotted Lucy and Mrs. Tiggywinkle with the bundles of clothes. All the way down the path, little animals came out of the fern to meet them. The very first that they met were Peter Rabbit and Benjamin Bunny. And she gave them their nice, clean clothes. And all the little animals and birds were so very much obliged to dear Mrs. Tiggywinkle. So that at the bottom of the hill, when they came to the steps, there was nothing left to carry except Lucy's one little bundle. Lucy scrambled up the steps with the bundle in her hand, and then she turned to say goodnight and thank you to the washerwoman. But what a very odd thing. Mrs. Tiggywinkle had not waited either for thanks or for the washing bill. She was running, running, running up the hill. And where was her white frilled cap and her shawl and her gown and her petticoat? And how small she had grown and how brown and covered with prickles. Why, Mrs. Tiggywinkle was nothing but a hedgehog. And that's the end of our story. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>